0: Welcome, welcome uh, to my podcast, and I am <laughs> beyond, <laughs> beyond grateful today to be talking to
1: Woody. Woody, Woody Woodland, right? Am I getting it? Thomas <laughs> Woodland, yeah, but everyone is- calls me Woody. Everyone always has done, and it's like it just never. I like it. Woody's great.
0: <laughs> Woody, I mean, I, that's I was getting confused for a second. But Woody and I met in Super Coach Michael Neal's program. And Woody is <laughs> well, you're going to find out who Woody is. Woody is pure love and pure joy. And I am beyond thrilled. And I hope one person listens to this because I know there's going to be gold in this. If maybe not, maybe we'll blow it to this will be the one time we'll be boring together, Woody. <laughs> God. Cool. Well, let's give it a go. <laughs> so, Mike, Woody, and I both um, apprenticed with Michael Neal, and that's where you sign up for a year-long program and you do intensives. And we were, um, Woody was just sharing with me his insights, So, Woody, would you, would you talk about that? Welcome.
1: Yeah. I, 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 thanks, Anna. It's lovely to see you. It's, uh, thanks for. Uh, um asking me to come and talk with you um i do love these uh, I've, I've done a few and um yeah they're just always full of joy. so um, and you know
0: what you're going to have your own you're going to be traveling the world woody doing these <laughs> i'm sure of it I, i'm going so. to be yeah.
1: um but i i had a lot i i i was saying to you before that i had I had an absolute heap of realizations towards the end of my um, year uh, with michael and then and then subsequently since I finished with him um, I mean but the big one that I had during the last couple of days that I spent with Michael was um, was, oh my god, like ninety nine percent of us are giving ourselves so much shit for not being more like other other people, not being more like someone else. Hmm.
0: And even
1: people who have been around the principles for decades, apparently they're also trying to be like someone else. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's mad. It's like why why mm. at what point did did were we not good enough?
0: Mm. Oh God, Woody. I I think it's because like we just don't know, we don't remember who we are. We don't see how we're made. That we're we're all supposed to be individuals contributing to something. Hmm. We can't that's see really, our
1: I, I, I don't I don't think it's on purpose, that's for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: If people really knew how awesome they were. And I'm not talking about the personality or whatever, but how how truly awesome they they are underneath all of that, um, uh, you know, kind of insecurity or arrogance or whatever you want to call it. I, you know, I think those two things are probably pretty closely linked. Um, but um, but but yeah, people would just. Uh, allow themselves to be and allow themselves to express themselves but but because we've grown up in a in a culture and whatever culture we live in right and there are loads of cultures in the world but we take on our you know whatever culture we grow up in we we seem to take on those ideas as the way we should live the way we need to be and well, there is no way to live and there is no way to be. If there is a way to be, then it's just in the moment. And... Oh, wow.
0: Oh, wow. I just, I just felt what you said. It's like um, like, I remember, we talked about this earlier, the power of now. Mm. And literally, I just felt the energy of that yeah. like rather than it caught up in our concepts about the way to be we just come into this moment yeah. and actually that moment shows us how to live Exactly. Okay.
1: And, and you know you were just um talking about the power of now which is a book that i read four years ago and and i thought that i'd I mean, it did change my life eventually i um, had some profound realizations as a result of that but uh um, but what i'm uh, what I'm really seeing now is that really in the moment in in the present moment, everything is perfect mm. <laughs> It's like so why why would you know, what's the point in taking in in taking myself out of the moment? And I, I I you know I kind of got that conceptually and I just never realized how how when I'm walking around I'm hmm. I'm I'm thinking about what I'm gonna do in you know the moment is literally the moment. Right now. It's not, it's not like what am I gonna to have to eat in 10 minutes time? Or after I've had lunch and I'm gonna be on this call. Um you know, what 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 how am I going to open the call? It's it's not oh later this evening after I've been spinning, what am I, you know, what what time am I gonna be? No, it's like it's now, it's not today, it's it's just now. <laughs> Wow, and that's, that's is perfection.
0: That's amazing. It's um, it's like the minute we think we're out of the now.
1: Yeah, is that and what you're seeing? Yeah. So actually, so I, I, this is um, this this is really great actually because, because um, it was funny because when I was away in in Madeira, which is where, where I had this realisation about, about the now. It was actually, I was re really listening to The Power of Now, but I was also reading a book called Slowing Down to the Speed of Life by Joe Bailey and Richard Carlson. And the distinction that uh, Joe Bailey and Richard Carlson make is there is analytical process thinking. And, and that is rooted in time right it's about the past it's about the future it's it's scheduling it's rehearsing what i'm going to say when i see this person it's you know it comes in like lots of different forms but it's time bound and then this free flow thinking which is what we get when we're in we're in the present moment when we're just in the now so it's like i will still have thoughts when i'm when I'm really present, when I'm in the moment, but it's a different quality of thinking. It's a different type of thinking. It's not. It's not to do with um, analyzing life. It's. It's actually much more creative than that. It it almost comes from a different place, and, and and what Joe Bailey and Richard Carlson say, which which I love, I just love so much, is. If all of the variables are known, every single variable, 100% of the variables are known, analytical thinking is is wonderful. You can can actually find solutions going into your analytical thinking if you know all of the variables. But if one or more variables are unknown, you wanna be in free flow mode. And in life, oh my God, there's billions of unknown variables. Say. Like, <laughs> in life, like generally in life, I want to be walking around in free flow mode. And occasionally when I have all of the variables known, I can go into my analytical thinking.
0: You know and, can I ask you something? It seems to me it's like that's made up. Like I think I know the variables.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Like, I think that's, that's true. That doesn't like looking at what you're saying right now. It looks to me that the variables are really never known. We just think we know
1: them. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, there is great power in being humble enough to hold your hands up and say, I do not know. And that is the doorway into free flowing thinking.
0: Dick and Bettinger would say, hold everything lightly. Hmm. Like all of our concepts, everything we know, yeah. hold it all lightly.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I love that. That. You know, in actual fact, so I've just been um, I've been doing these little videos which get posted on LinkedIn and and Instagram and stuff. And uh, uh, anyway, a, a, an editor of a I used to work in private equity, and um, uh, and an editor from a uh, from a private equity publication got in touch with me, and she said, I, "I love your videos on stress. Can you? Would you like to become a columnist for it?" And I, so I said, yeah, that would be awesome. And I had a chat with her on Friday and she's really lovely. And, uh, um, and we had lots of like touch points for, for, you know, trying to describe to her what the essence of what I do really. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and she said, I, oh, you know, I feel like it's about the human element in business. And I was like, exactly. That's exactly it. It's, because every business problem is is actually a human problem because it's humans you haven't got a problem unless you've got a human because <laughs> it's made up in the mind, right? So it's like you know to perceive a problem you, so um, <laughs> so I say that but but one of the first piece which I've put into on on onto the back burner of my mind to allow to um, uh, simmer and, and mature is, uh, is, is what I'm going to write my first piece about. And, and I had come up with, um, I haven't really thought of the title yet, but it's, it's going to be something like the, the why approaching business lightheartedly will uh, triple your performance or something like that.
0: Oh my God, Woody! So yesterday, <laughs> I was playing. Um, I was playing golf, and there's yeah. a book. If you haven't read it yet, it's called um, Except- the Exceptional Golfer, Extraordinary Golfer." That's it by uh, Fred Shoemaker, and he talks about that that people want to get a good score and then they can enjoy their game. Hmm. And what he saw is that with all the technology and everything going on, that people's um, handicap hasn't gone down in the last 50 years. But what he found is that when people enjoy their game, their, their score does improve. Right. And yesterday I was playing golf with, um, just to your point about this, yeah. I was playing golf with these two other men and, we were all in different experiences. One guy at the 13th hole walked off because he was playing, he started to play beautifully, but he tanked so badly and he started throwing clubs swearing that he just walked off the course, miserable. The other man wasn't playing to his, whatever he had made up in his life and there were clubs thrown. I'm like, I had to keep on making sure that I was out of the way. And I was enjoying myself, and I would have some good holes and bad holes, but we could pick up and carry on. Mm. Because we, it was just about the enjoyment. Yes, I want a good score, but that doesn't impact my enjoyment. Yeah. It has nothing to do with it. I really saw so clearly, the more I just focus on my swing and enjoy myself and in that free moment in the now, the better my score goes up and I wave a better time.
1: And i think that's universal for anything
0: yeah
1: even, even high level you know what would people you know people call um high stress or high pressure careers
0: um, i do realize people how do, do
1: yeah oh i know i know and th- and this is this is what i'm going to make this column about it's going to be um, well, to the point about what I was saying to begin with, I, I've, I I'm not writing this for anyone else. I'm writing it because I want me to come through in it, right? And and I and if that if that is a like it's got to be something that I really believe in. Um, but but. I would like to make it so people read these things and go, wow, that's interesting. I've never thought of that before. Hmm. That is different. And the good thing about what we do is that it is different. It's not normal, but it happens to be true. <laughs> so, so, so,
0: Wow. <laughs> Oh, wow, I just saw the, the power, like, the, your, your insight. The enjoyment is in the now.
1: Yeah. Yes, it's exactly it. I, this is what i So, I mean, I was telling you before that I'd started working with this personal trainer. And I, you know, I was absolutely obsessed with spinning. I was obsessed with Barry's boot camp. Um, I thought that I loved those things because they were lovely. No, I loved those things because I brought my love to them. Yeah. And, and it's the same with the working with the personal trainer. It's the same with, um, with going to Madeira. It's the same with walking um, down the most congested road in Europe, Maradayburn Road. I can, I can have that same feeling there. and I can bring my love to anything and bring my love to something is just being in the moment. Mm. It's so simple, but it's... um... Woody, how do you,
0: I mean, you see this so clearly. You, I can tell that you, you really see this now because it's impacting me. Like every time you talk about you know, it's in the now, I can just feel you drop. And what do you say to people, like when they say, well, how do you get there? (laughs) It's a trick question. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, why didn't you ask me and we'll find out? <laughs> like well, that. I, um I I would say, I mean if you so if you ask me right now, how, how do I get into the now <laughs> Well
0: <laughs> I'm only laughing because I'm watching you get there now. <laughs>
1: <I feel like laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's almost, yeah, you know, I've got my phone in my hand. Actually, I'm not going to do it with my phone because so it's going to make a real noise. I've got a bottle top in my hand. <laughs> and it's like, how do I let go of it? It's like, just let go of it. And it's so getting into the now isn't something to do because you're already there. It's just the only reason. I mean, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but it's always now. <laughs> so you don't need to go anywhere to get there. It's just we've become habituated to taking ourselves away from now through holding on to, uh, to thoughts about the past and the future.
0: Slow down. You just yeah. said something that I really... You said something so profound there. It was a drive-by.
1: Occupational hazard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You just said, we get habituated to taking ourselves out of the now. Say more about that. Because that's profound.
1: So for me, in my experience, I, I'm a I'm I like to think about the future. Or I've I don't like to think about the future. Actually, I've realized I really don't like to think about the future. I just have a habit of thinking about the future. And um and and it's for me the reason I think the reason why I do that. Mm-hmm. It's because I just haven't seen mm-hmm. until recently how being free of ideas about what I need to be happy or um, which is nothing by the way. Uh, already am, um, but you know what, what? Life would be better when I noticed this construct coming up in my thinking a lot. Life will be better when, and it's and it's just because I haven't seen until now, until recently, that the present moment when I'm free of all of that thinking is perfect. And, and it's, it's like, this is what I'm seeing is that the source of well-being and success and creativity and love and joy, it's the same source and it comes from a present moment. And I'd heard people say that, but I just hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't seen it myself. <laughs> And then I saw it for myself. And so taking myself away from that place is making less and less and less sense. And of course, I still do it because, you know, I've been in the habit of doing it for a long time. But as soon as I notice myself doing it, I just stop holding on to it. Wow. So there's nowhere there's nowhere to go, right? <laughs> it's like th- this is this um, distinction between what's natural and normal. It's like because we've become so habituated to thinking about the past and the future, we think that's natural, but it's it's not. It's just normal.
0: Hey, Woody, can you? Um... What you just said, again, another one of those powerful little distinctions. Um, I love what you just said, the difference between natural and normal. Would you clarify those? Because it's beautiful what you're pointing to. Like make those clearer and brighter.
1: So as a child, you live in the moment and you have thinking, but you're not living in your thinking, you're living in the moment and you have thinking, right? And the thoughts flow and you can tell that because a child is creating a a, a beautiful make believe world one second and they're having a tantrum the next second and then the next second they're back in creative mode like reimagining the world and um, and of course they have the tantrum that comes from their thinking and and the creation of imaginary worlds comes from their thinking I mean, in fact, we're all creating imaginary worlds the whole time. Um, But but we just don't don't see it so vividly as when we do when we're looking at children doing it. Um, So that's natural, right? That's natural. And as we grow older, for some reason, that stops looking like it's natural. And, and what becomes normal is we start holding on to thought patterns and holding on to our ideas about what we need to be happy and holding on to our ideas uh, about what success is and holding on to our ideas about uh, what we need to complete ourselves, and all of this stuff. And, and that just becomes normal over time. But it's not natural, because if we look at children, then they just haven't picked up those habits yet, right?
0: I, I, um, my dog is barking, so we're going to have to do something. About that <laughs> <a second. laughs> There's something that you're pointing to about natural and normal that is profound. Because I think we just, when you say we get used to something. We we get used to, like I used to be a Diet Coke addict and it was normal for me to drink six Diet Cokes a day. Does that make sense? But it's not natural. And then I saw it and it's like, I've just stopped. And and what you're pointing about in the thinking, like we're, it's natural to think, it's normal just to think about the future and think that that's what we do. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, like I had a call with someone just before and, and they said, um, They were talking about ambitions and how ambitions change. You know, you see a 20 year old, they have different ambitions to when they're 25 to when they're 35, to when they're 45. And our ambitions change over time. Um, and I said, yeah, but, but actually, I think what, what's underneath all of those ambitions is actually a single ambition and and it's just people don't understand that and and the single ambition is to find peace and contentment and it's just it's just we're so habituated to looking outside of ourselves for peace and contentment that we um you know, I found this when I worked in private equity, you know, it was, it was one thing then it was, thing, then it was another 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 thing, until I had the thing that I thought was surely going to bring me peace and contentment, and when that didn't, and, you know, I was taking drugs off the floor in my flat, and, you know, I was like, and I kind of looked up and thought, oh God, I've got this all wrong. <laughs> wow. um, I don't quite know how that followed on from what you said but it, but it seemed relevant when i start talking
0: back <laughs> <laughs> well actually it, it, but it, it points to i don't know i can feel i oh, just give me a second hmm. what you're pointing to from my what i saw was that you know we get caught in our normal thinking like we don't see that we're just caught in it and it's normal but it's not natural yeah and we think yeah. that we're if we get all this stuff we'll be happy mm. you know if i play like yesterday these poor men my heart broke for them i thought jesus christ you paid a lot of money to be miserable and um and that's normal for them mm. But what's natural is this well-being, this happiness when we fall on the now. And that, no matter what, whatever we're performing or doing, when we're here, that's where our best, that's where we're our best. I mean, in the sense of not best judgment, but just that's where we have all the peace. It's where we have everything we need.
1: Yeah. And... And I, I think the, the paradox is, and uh, you know, if you come back to me in a in a year or or, or so, I might be able to uh, tell you if this has worked out for me. But the paradox is that the more we live in the in the moment, actually, the better our external lives get.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's just because the quality of thinking changes instead of worrying, it's it's absolutely impossible to be stressing about the future and have a creative idea at the same time. There just isn't any space. And so if you want creative ideas, (laughs) then the moment, the now, being present, whatever you want to call it, free from conceptual analytical thinking, however, you know, however you want to explain it, is the place to be. It, it just is. It's I mean it literally is the place to be. I think that was not meant to be it.
0: <laughs> I, um I can feel it. You know, I saw it differently. And for some reason, you talking about it, you know, I, you know, Dickon would say, it, you know, I get caught up in my head and I fall into this space. And I hadn't realized what I'm doing is falling into the now, not before concepts, before thought. But I, I, what, I, I go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I have heard Dickon actually say before, you know, the the now is, is not a, not a point in time.
0: Mm-mm.
1: The now is. It's infinite. It's uh, it's if you were to draw a timeline, it's the piece of paper that the timeline is drawn on. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's eternal. It's um, it's always now. It, it's never been another time than now. Like when. I started this sentence that was now, it's now now. When I finish this sentence, it will be now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> so. Um, still now. <laughs> still now, right? So oh, yeah. it's not. It's not a point in time, and it's it's um, and and it is a it is a it is a space free of concepts and. Uh, analytical thinking and ideas and opinions it's it's a space which is free of all of that just resting which feels lovely but that space of resting is also the source. so that 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 space of resting is is the source of well-being and love and joy but it's also the source of all new fresh creative ideas it's where everything comes from yeah so if you want if you want new fresh creative ideas and that's that's why so you asked how to get into the now right now I suppose by I mean we're quoting a lot of people here but uh Eckhart Tolle would say by listening deeply it's a Um, But listening deeply effectively means listening with nothing on your mind. So it's not the listening that does it. It's having nothing on your mind.
0: I I have found that to be in the now,
1: Mm.
0: I have to do less and less and less, more and more relaxation. Relaxation more and more I mean I, I'm not there's nothing there's nothing to do because I am here that's the joke
1: my best friend asked me this he said uh, he said but you know how do you do that I said well it's how do you stop doing what you're doing which <laughs> takes you away from where you already are yeah no
0: the minute I try to do I'm actually further away
1: yeah right
0: Well, Woody, we are coming to the end of this and I don't want to. (laughs) Because I have done it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Because I live in this time reality, but you know what? It's fine. I I have loved, I always love talking to you. I always see something deeper. It's such a gift and um where do people find you how do they contact you because you're going to get have lots and lots of people want to talk to you
1: wonderful i love talking to people where do um, they find you so they find me at uh on my website which is www.thomaswoodland.org so it's t-h-o-m-a-s-w-o-o-d-l-a-n-d.org And, um, or they can find me on Instagram, which is thomas.woodland or I'm hanging out on LinkedIn somewhere. Uh, So, um, so yeah, there we go. All
0: that will be on the, the link and will be in the the bio. So all that information.
1: (laughs) Thank you. It's wonderful to talk to you. Thanks so much.